It's July 16th. This is the PFF forecast. We've got a fun one here. We're going to redraft the 2017 NFL draft first 20 picks. We're going to talk uh, about some of the free agent signings very quickly. Um, and then we have a special interview from the vault PFT commenter from the Super Bowl. We recorded this a while back, but it's awesome. I'm going to play that at the end and Quibi as well. So let's rock. Fresh off Derrick Henry, like fresh off of it. I haven't tweeted about it, you'll notice. I have, I just, it's just awful. Like people either have a really strong take about how it's a dumb idea, that's been beaten into the ground, but now it's honestly to the point where there's just as many people condemning those that say this is a, a you know, a bad move from a team building standpoint. So I'm going to give us, we're going to go one sentence each. We'll start with Derrick Henry. What's your one sentence on Derrick Henry? Good for Derrick Henry. Hope, hopefully the Titans don't uh, view it as a sunk cost later, later on. Yeah, that would be my thing. It's like, as someone that thinks the Titans can be really good this year, um, I hope that it is not something that takes away from their passing game this year and they continue to leverage um, Ryan Tannehill. But great for Derrick Henry. Uh, let's go to Miles um, Garrett. Uh, I... Look, I think they're in a better position than the Chiefs are defensively. Right? That's interesting. I, I, I think that they, they've bought into the one really valuable player on their defense, um, and he's a very good football player. And uh, I'm excited to see sort of what he's going to do for them moving forward. Okay, I have a, an interesting take here. So did they need to extend him? this year they have to do it this year and the reason i say that is when you pay a defensive player this much money you have to have a good quarterback to to make it worthwhile for it to be able to take you from 10 to 11 wins from 11 to 12 or else you're the chicago bears so yes i have way more faith in baker mayfield than i do mitch trubisky but i also like miles garrett like he had to be taken off the field because he assaulted a player last year so um, those two things would lead me to want to see another year, both of Baker Mayfield and honestly of Miles Garrett. And then I'd be more willing to do it. But you're right. I mean, he is, he is phenomenal when he is actually playing football. Um, Chris Jones, your boy. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs did as good of a job as they could have given the constraints of having to resign. You know, I, I wouldn't have, I would have tried to trade him, but they were under, I think, some unique circumstances with the DeForest Buckner trade. Um, there weren't, there wasn't really a market for Chris Jones in the trade, yeah, in the trade market. So, uh, kudos to Patrick Mahomes for making this possible, frankly. And uh, I, I don't know if the Chiefs will um, regret this in the future, but it, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, they have a good football player now playing the interior defensive line for four more years for them. So, I don't know. I, I would have rather them trade him, but. It is what it is. That is my salient takeaway is you're locked in to a really high amount of money on your defensive line when your team is built around passing the football. 
So if you, if you lose any of that juice, um, you could be in trouble. Um, they have a couple of players who they have on really good deals like Mitchell Schwartz. They have Tyron Matthew, um, who's younger than I think most people believe because um, he's been in the league for a while, but is a massively valuable player for them. Um, and they drafted a running back instead of, say, taking a wide receiver in this draft. So it could get to the point where in a couple of years we're looking at this and going, man, like they're actually kind of crunched for talent, which would suck because they have Patrick Mahomes. Um, all right, last one, Dak, not getting a deal. Yeah, I mean, uh, this one is uh, interesting. I, I, you know, it's clear that they're probably going to um, it, – it's clear that they're probably going to, you know, do the Kirk Cousins route with him, um, which will ultimately make Dak Prescott really rich, but it might hurt the Dallas franchise moving forward. I can't wrap my head around Dak wanting to leave Dallas. It's not – it's a great uh, place to be a quarterback, honestly. Like, right? If you can just be decent, which he obviously has been. He was more than decent last year. They have such a good infrastructure from an offensive standpoint. He can make so much money by being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback and a good offense for them. Um, he's so marketable. So I actually think this is a win for him because he's going to have a chance with a head coach that likes to throw the ball to put up some amazing stats this year, I feel like they end up getting suckered into paying him next year. They're not going to ride with Andy Dalton. Like they're not going to just invest all this money and all these win now players and pivot. So I don't know. I think it's a huge failure on their part though. Right? Like this really shines a light on team building and why, you know, picking up all these ancillary pieces before your quarterback or not, not the greatest. It's going to be, it's going to be a really tough one for them. I think just because, you know, Dak's never going to live up to like, They've already put the bar at an impossibly high mark, and and he's never going to live up to it, which is just unfortunate, right? Because uh, he's a good, he's a good quarterback, and with all these guys retiring, it's going to be um, tricky uh, for them. So um, let's hope uh, you know let's hope he blows it up and makes makes it into an even harder circumstance next year. Okay. I'm excited for this because we just talked about Miles Garrett, obviously Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, signed that amazing deal a couple of days ago, both drafted in 2017. Deshaun Watson might get extended um, draft in 2017. Mitchell Trubisky, who did not get extended and won't be getting extended by the Chicago Bears in all likelihood, also in this draft. My Niners had the second overall pick in this draft. Um, we ended up trading back with the Bears, of course, uh, to pick Sons. To pick Solomon Thomas. And I will – so there are two picks that just blow my mind from this draft. Solomon Thomas and then, of course, the Jags taking Leonard Fournette. And I went back and I read a couple of pre-draft – you know, a couple of mock drafts. And I think it was Mike Mayock had the Jags taking Fournette and talking about how they had to get a playmaker on offense. They do. They, ha- they still do. <laughs> they still do. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe they took Leonard Fournette. That he was so good at LSU the year before he came out, right? And then that next year was like, oh, actually, Darius Geis looks better than he does. But people were so stuck on what he was, you know, that that year before as a sophomore, I guess, that that it just carried. Um, Man, Uh, that also, you know, the 
other really good running backs from this draft, honestly, Alvin Kamara and then, of course, Christian McCaffrey. Um, what were some of the things that you remember thinking about and or reading? Because there are a couple of things that stick out to me, but I, I'm curious from your memory what what remains. I, I remember the Fournette. I remember t- this was even before we were very, uh, you know, staunch on running backs. I just remember tweeting out, like, you know, bad teams stay bad. Um, you know, that was, that was something I, I certainly thought, I mean, the Mahomes one for me was the the thing. I mean, I had, I think I had a decent amount on him going before 15 and a half. Uh, and then, you know, Kansas city goes and gets him. It was sort of the perfect marriage. Um, the, the one that I thought that could have happened was Arizona, right? There was, you know, uh, Palmer was going into his last season as, as a starter. We didn't know that at the time. Um, but there was like this question of, okay, where is Trubisky going to go? Um, and then, you know, Mahomes and Watson. I mean, it's so funny back in the day now, you know, people said that Watson had sort of irredeemable um, arm strength, uh, you know, going into this. And so he ends up going 12th, um, which is just crazy. I mean, we look at Watson has actually accounted for more touchdowns than Mahomes has in the NFL, 85 to 80, uh, you know, not including postseason. Um, so it, it, it's been really, it's been really interesting to watch, uh, the quarterbacks in this group. Um, but then you had a bunch of good players, uh, and you started to see sort of the whole, um, you know, coverage versus pass rush. I mean, Garrett and Thomas, you know, the average of those two have probably accumulated what one war at most. Yep. Um, whereas you look at Jamal Adams, you look at, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, you know, Marlon Humphrey, Malik Hooker has even had a pretty good career. Adore Jackson, uh, has played for three winning teams. Yeah. Um, you know, usually uh, Derek Barnett, man, I mean, he did get a, a sack fumble in the Super Bowl. That was pretty cool. Jonathan Allen's been, you know, it's fine. Charles Harris, nothing. Um, but, you know, all the defensive, Tredavious White's been great. Jabril Peppers. I mean, Josh picked him in the second round of our redraft, so he must be good. Um, so, you know, there's there it, Chaco Charlton was a first-round pick, so it really did highlight how, like, you know, some of these guys are not really that impact players, uh, you know, in the defensive line, even though we think of them uh, as, as sure things and, and defensive backs really are adding value, especially in this draft. So we're going to draft based on the teams that had these picks originally. So no trades. Um, and we're drafting them as if they're going to be rookies right now but you know like already kind of how their careers have gone through three years right so the real big question for me i had two in in going through and i'm we haven't talked about our strategies for this before so and i was about to ask you but i just didn't I, i wanted to wait my big question is how you will value running backs that we know are good already right yeah. that have accumulated wins above replacement numbers in a season that are you know with McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara have had two seasons that have been really amazing and you know relative to guys in positions that are more valuable that also have more longevity um, h- how will you value those guys so I don't want you to give away like where you have them on your big board but was that something that you thought about yeah because I, I don't want to take one um, you know, um, but I also, there, there's probably a point at which having somebody, you know, assuming a, a rookie deal, having somebody like McCaffrey on a rookie deal um, will be worthwhile. 
you know, right. Uh, um, you know, even in this draft, I mean, it's cook, yeah, cook, Camara, uh, you know, Kareem some, hunt. Yeah. I mean, Kareem hunt. I mean, the, and the engine. rushing leader when he was, um, uh, you know, when he was on the Kansas city chiefs as a rookie. So, um, but they're not that high on my big board. I'll, I'll just say. It's interesting. Cause like Christian McCaffrey last season, he's been the, he's earned the most war of all running backs each of the past two seasons, fifth as a rookie has been worth about a third of win above replacement. And if you said, and that's been, he's been pretty consistent there. If you knew you weren't going to pay him a second contract, how does that change? So like, are you thinking, okay, I I would draft him. I'd get five years out of him. I'm definitely not paying him a second contract versus a guy like, say like Miles Garrett, right? Where you go, I'm going to probably have to pay this guy second contract. It's going to be massive. Yeah, he's going to be really good. He's going to be pretty darn valuable. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's a super interesting question because I put McCaffrey, he's on my board. Like, I, I think there are guys that I would take him over um, in in this, potentially in the top 20 here. Like, he's, yeah. he's really good. He's I mean, really here, freaking here, good. Here's the thing, though. I mean – you're not, you're not, you're paying these draft picks. You're, bu- you're buying the tail too. Right. Right. So you're like, I'm the tail for these guys is not that big because you're not going to sign them to a big deal. If you're, if you're making, you know, sound decisions. Mm-hmm. So yes, in some sense, you're paying for a guy who, you know, you can discard, but is that risk reward worth it? Cause you could get a four net. Right, and Fournette well, could play his way out of being a you know highly priced guy. So whereas yes, if you, but, if but you we think, already know we already know the first three seasons of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I, that's true. I mean, right? but 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 moving forward, I mean, even then though, like I don't know, like I like take Watson. Watson's tail is just so fat, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. like no, and, like you make a great point. You're, you're, Obviously, you're, I'm not taking Christian McCaffrey over Deshaun Watson. But I mean, McCaffrey's 18th in war out of, out of this um, squeeze between two Rams, Cooper Cup and John Johnson, um, over the last three years. So he certainly is in the conversation to be taken here. Yeah, I, I, it, it's going to be interesting. So um, let's just get into it. Do you want the first pick, or should I take the first pick? I mean, I I'll take Mahomes at first. How's that? Yeah, so the Cleveland Browns um, take Patrick Mahomes. And it's interesting, no one was considering a quarterback here. Uh, it was basically like Miles Garrett, signed, sealed, yeah. delivered, right? Um, yeah, man, it's always weird to me. Like, how bad must have people considered this uh, draft class it, from a quarterback perspective to have just not even considered you know, a quarterback, right. In, yeah. in, in the 21st century, like in the 2010s, people are like, yeah, yeah. The, the quarterbacks are so bad that we're just, we're going to exclude them. I, yeah, to me, that's ridiculous. Like, and maybe part of it is that we hadn't seen pa- Patrick Mahomes yet. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's, that's very, I think that's very possible. Like we had, we hadn't seen a, we hadn't seen a player sort of that hit that. Be. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so I have the Niners. Uh, I have pick number two, and this is going to change the course of the 49ers franchise. It's obviously Deshaun Watson. 
Um, and it's interesting that Watson, I'm trying to, th- to think back to it. I, I remember the, the issues with Watson were in people's minds, like he threw jump balls up to, to really talented receivers at Clemson. And, and you, what you said, which is that his arm strength wasn't, you know, wasn't quite there. Um, but I don't know, man, there has to count for something that he literally like, he might be the grittiest player at the quarterback position out there. Like what he did in that Alabama game, um, in the championship game to beat Alabama, I feel like is really carried, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he's just that guy that is literally never dead. He's got a little bit of Russell Wilson in him. So I'm excited to take him at number two. Yeah, I think they'd be – imagine the Niners being in such a great spot with this. But, I mean, they're already – they made the Super Bowl last year, so they're fine. But, okay, um, I'm Chicago now, and I'm not where going it gets to tra- interesting. I'm not going to trade up to take Trubisky <laughs> at two. Um, man. Um, I think this player is a singular enough player for this to make sense. I'm going to take George Kittle. Fuck damn it damn it um man because because there are a lot of other players who have like by by have been more valuable in some ways but like above i i don't know i i would i like kittle i know people are like well you know how good can he be as a tight end blah blah you know yep. um but uh no i um i, I think this is the pick it's always good to make the person picking after you pissed i feel like yeah. right um, I was, I thought, I thought you were going to take Chris Godwin. Um, so is the argument here, the argument here for you is it's, you said singular player, George Kittle is just so much more unique than Chris Godwin is in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are some issues with Godwin. I mean, um, Timo pointed this out, which I thought was really good, which was that, you know, Godwin struggles against man coverage relative to, you know, other things, you know, there are just, there are just a little bit of some issues there that I have, you know, with, uh, there are just some issues I have with Godwin at, you know, in that way. Um, they're not huge, but they're, they're something. Yeah. Okay. So there are a bunch of different ways I could go here. Um, there's Jamal Adams. He's been fantastic. There's Godwin, as we mentioned, um, there's Marlon Humphrey, uh, there's Christian McCaffrey, um, there's Miles Garrett, there's TJ Watt, um, a lot of really good players, Travis White, um, but, but I think I'm going to go with Chris Godwin and, um, the Jags go from Leonard Fournette. Uh, to Chris Godwin here. It's just a huge, a huge boon for them. The thing with Godwin, honestly, that worries me the most is Jameis Winston just firing passes downfield with reckless abandon gives him an opportunity to look better perhaps than he really is. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, that's, I mean, that's fair. Uh, Uh, I mean, that being said, he, he, you know, was more valuable than George Kittle was last year and wins above replacement. So, yeah, I mean, it was the most valuable receiver in the league. So it makes, it makes a lot of sense that, that, uh, you know, we would have, we would have him, uh, in that spot. Um, I'm going to go, and this might be the first 
Well, no, this is going to be – he's going to go a spot before he originally got win, but I'm going to go with Jamal Adams with five to the Tennessee Titans. Corey Davis not taken here, despite Steve's <laughs> Palazzolo's uh, – uh, you know, uh, I, Adams only has two interceptions. I, I was interested to see that, but you know, 12 sacks, uh, NFL sacks, and then just a boatload of hurries and, um, really good covering tight ends. And a lot like Kittle where you look at that and you're like, okay, this guy is a singular sort of player. Um, if Derwin James didn't exist in the NFL, I mean, he would, you know, legitimately be a singular player at this point. All right. Uh, I like that pick. Um, I think I had uh, Adams a little further down here. I valued corners a little more highly than, than safety. So I, one of the guys I'm thinking about taking here or would have taken ahead of Adams in terms of defensive players. Um, let's see here. I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Marlon Humphrey cornerback. Um, yep. The Ravens end up taking him. I thought this was honestly one of the steals of the draft. Um, yeah. Well, I think the Ravens believe so too. Yeah. Um, just talking to some of their people, it was sort of Humphrey was was considered a top ten player by them, and uh, he's been he's turned out to be one. I mean, inside outside, just a really good football player. Um, that was the Jets, by the way. So it's gone: uh, Browns, Mahomes, Niners, Watson, Bears, Kittle, Jags, Godwin. Titans get Jamal Adams yep. and the New York Jets just took Marlon Humphrey. People are going to not like this pick. Your Chargers? My Chargers. We're going to go. They already have Mike Williams. Or they took Mike oh. Williams in this draft. I am going to go with a better receiver who is big and physical and, and jumpy, as I like to think. And I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay. <laughs> I like that pick. Um, yeah, jumpy. I had Galladay. As, that was the other guy that I was thinking about with uh, Marlon Humphrey. I was kind of hoping you would over, you, you would just overlook him and he'd be there for he, me. He'd be at eight. Yeah. Did, so, the, so the Panthers took, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Chargers went Mike Williams there and the Panthers went McCaffrey. Who are the Panthers going with this time? It's not going to be Christian McCaffrey. Um, although somehow they took a running back and got a guy that was top 20 in value. Um, oh man, this is tricky. Um, you know, the Panthers huge issue has been that they can't cover anybody. So um, I think I'm going to go with, um, man, I'm going to go with, Marshawn um, uh, Lattimore. And this pick was tough. I'm deciding between him and Tredavious White. And the reason I went Marshawn Lattimore um, is, you know, I'm doing the thing that I told people not to do, which is to like go back and think about, you know, what they were kind of right when they came into the league. But Lattimore was so good his rookie year. Um, so I'm well, chasing And his too. absence and when he hasn't been good, I mean, it's really hurt the Saints defense, even down to when, you know, Adam Thielen went over the top. Patrick Robinson in the playoffs. I mean, really ended their season. The one, you know, hum, or, uh, sorry, Lattimore's out for one play, and it really tanks them. Um, okay, here's the here's what the Bengals need, and they've needed it for a long time. And instead of going with John it's Ross, not at, John Ross. <laughs> instead of going with John Ross at nine, I'm going to go with Ryan Ramchek. Yeah, it's a good pick. Um, Ramchek's been the second uh, second highest graded tackle 
over the last two seasons. By the way, the way you just spelled Ramchek is Dude, incredible. I'm bad. I'm bad. But all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna spell this out for you. This is how Eric spelled Ramchek. R A M C E A K. Ramkeek. Yeah. Wow. Not even remotely close. Uh, Z Y K. Um, all right, the Buffalo Bills, who you know traded back um, in this in this draft with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Man, can you imagine if the Bills had Patrick Mahomes instead of Josh Allen? Wouldn't be able to throw the ball as far. It'd be a huge bummer. Um, I'm going to go with – who did the Bills end up taking here? Well, they, 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 trade traded, they traded for the Mahomes pick and then got um, Tredavious White in That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, and I actually think – You're going to go with White here, aren't you? Man, this is tough. This is where – this is where I want to take Garrett. I know people are like already have people have already logged off at this point because Garrett hasn't gone already. Um, He's a good pick there. Yeah, I, I think um, I think I will go with Miles Garrett um, to okay. Buffalo. Um, and I, I love Tre'Davious White. He has graded well for us, but not that well. A lot of penalties last year. Um, the really tough thing with Miles Garrett is, you know, if he is a top five pass rusher, paying him top five pass rusher money without a quarterback is really tough. So mm-hmm. that that would be that would be my my issue here. But I'll take Garrett. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I'm gonna go at at eleven. I'm gonna go the New Orleans Saints. By the New- way, the New Orleans Saints killed this draft. Yeah, well, they got – yeah, I mean, and then the next year they traded up, like, they, they, they traded this Ayer Alexander pick, you know, Marcus Davenport. So one year we call them geniuses, and the next year we call them – It's all luck. <laughs> it's all luck, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go corn. I get, I'm going to go Trey White at 11. I think, I think that that's I, – I think all the, all the, the, the negations there are, are true, um, but he's still a good enough player to take your – the Browns at 12. A um, couple of options here on the board. So Tredavious White is one of the really good corners in this draft. I think there's one that continually flies under the radar, and that's Desmond King. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also look at the Browns and I go, man, they had no, you know, they had no receiving options. There's some decent you know, receivers out there. Um, and, oh, man, this is tricky. Uh, and they also don't have a pass rush at this point because they don't have Miles Garrett. Right. Um, I'm going to go with, with uh, Desmond King, though, ultimately. Desmond King has just been very, very solid in coverage. Um, and you can't have enough coverage in this league. So I'm taking Desmond King. Excellent. I'm going to, with the Cardinals pick. Man, they, they look at back at this draft, man. Mahomes, Watson, Hassan Reddick. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, uh, so the Cardinals, the Cardinals could have traded up for Mahomes or uh, Watson. Instead, they got Hassan Reddick to switch positions from edge to interior out of uh, group of five temple. Um, I'm going to actually go back to the line. Um, here, and I'm going to go T.J. Watt at 13. I, I like it. 
I, I think I think we do have to at some point in time um, respect the fact that you know coverage is more valuable, but uh, pass rushing is more stable. So you go with the pass rusher here. Yep, I agree. Uh, and I was very close to taking um, Watt uh, with the Browns at twelve. So um, at fourteen. The Philadelphia Eagles, who in this draft um, took Derek Barnett, are that not going to take. That was the Vikings pick uh, for trading Bradford. By the way, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, that now the Eagles, you know, could use a tackle right now. They certainly didn't need a tackle then. Um, they could they could use some coverage um, as well. This is a guy I think that I'm going to go with here at 14 who um, ended up going in the fourth round, I believe, and that's uh, Eddie Jackson. But a playmaker in the uh, in the secondary. Um, I, mean, I love what a, Eddie Jackson does. He had a, yeah. a really blow-up 2018, which really sort of helps um, with that. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, okay. Now, I know he struggled last year, but – I mean, anytime you can get a 1,400-yard receiver at pick 15, I think you have to do this it. This is the Colts. Uh, yes, Colts, and I, yeah. I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster here um, at 15. Uh, I, like I think that that's a, I think that's a, a solid uh, addition. The Colts with Juju and T.Y.? That'd be, be nice. great. Well, and Rivers now, and as opposed yeah. to, uh, you know, I think he was a product of bad – uh, obviously, bad quarterback play, but also injuries uh, that really hurt him. So, I mean, yeah. Um, by the way, does this does picking Juju change like the Colts' destiny? Is like Andrew Luck still the quarterback for the Colts if they do this? Um, man, no, you don't think so? No, no. I hope he comes back. The 2017 Colts were an an, an a disaster, right? So they like. That was the year, the first year he sat out. And then yeah. I, I don't think, yeah, anyway. I don't know. I feel like maybe he sees his pick and he goes, man, I'm coming back. I've looked into the future. I'm coming back. Uh, all right. The Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens. And this is, I mean, the guy that they took went way higher. I took him at six. I took Marlon Humphrey at six. No longer there. Um, for them to take back here at 16, which is where they ultimately took him. Um, man, 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 man. Um, well, I mean, they brought a power running game. I know. I you know. Can go running back here. Oh, man. Um, I am going to take uh, a guy who. Um, I think I don't think people would even consider him going in the top twenty, just based on like what history has done for the poor guy. But Marcus Williams was really freaking good last year. Safety he was really good sense. as a rookie. Yeah, and then he just had like the really horrible, you know, play against Stephon Diggs in the playoffs. But yeah, that's a good pick. He, uh, while you're making your pick, let me actually just uh, pull this up here because I don't think people. Um, realize how good he is realize how good he is so yeah um last year he was worth over a half a win above replacement um 
Like he was very good and he was worth half a win above replacement as a rookie. Um, so he's been a top 10 safety two out of three years, um, which is valuable. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, Cooper cup here. I think he's a little limited. Um, but as far as production is concerned, especially out of the slot, um, I, I think the Rams offense is at their best when Cooper cup is at his best and, 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 you know, he's been worth about a win over the course of the last three years. Um, to me, that's a, to me, to me, I think he's a value there. Um, even in, uh, even with wide receiver heavy, I think he's, there are days where he's better than Juju. There are days where he's better than some of the guys ahead of him. So. All right. I'm going to do this for the Tennessee Titans, uh, at 18. <laughs> um, Derek Henry, not available, unfortunately. No, no. They just drafted him a year ago. So you have to be a little careful there. Not available. Um, and I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey, playmaker for oh, the nice, Tennessee nice. Titans. You're going to draft a, a, a player who's, like, not that good at wide receiver to play wide receiver. How much do you hate that pick, by the way? I don't. I, it's whatever. At this point in time, like, yeah, I, at this point in time, I'm either picking – so here, this is my last pick because we're only doing, like, the first 20. Here's yeah. my last – here are, here are my, my thoughts on the last pick. Adoree Jackson, mm-hmm. which he's got his problems, but he's a good returner. He, he, he covers pretty well. Um, I'm also thinking about uh, Zach Cunningham, who would be the first linebacker. Um, he moves really well, good against the run, covers fine, all that kind of stuff. O.J. Howard or Evan, Evan Ingram. And, again, like – are those guys big enough difference makers to meet for me to be like, you absolutely don't take a running back here. No. So I'm fine with this pick. Um, as I'm going to go with the Dory Jackson though, because I think he's a big enough difference maker here at 19. Um, in fact, I think he was taken right at 18. Uh, if I'm not mistaken yes. in this draft and by the Titans, by the Titans. And I, I, I can't, I think he's over for poor in his draft position. So this is a pretty decent value. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Dory Jackson fan, but um, like I, I among, would among a Dory Jackson fans, you're like just mad on. Um, yeah, I'm definitely mad. I mean, here's my thing with Christian McCaffrey. Like, I am going to have, I'm going to use him. Uh, I think as best he possibly can. I'm obviously not going to run the ball more than I should because I have him. But the dude is awesome. Like he is an awesome football player. He is the best running back in the NFL by uh, like a decent margin. Um, mm-hmm. In my opinion, he's been number one, most valuable and he's been more valuable. Um, you know, he, he's, I believe been more valuable than a Dory Jackson. I need to check this now, <laughs> but I think he has been. Um, so I know that you're getting a Dory Jackson potentially for like a second contract. Um, but anyways, that's my, that's my take. I'm sticking to it. I also love Christian McCaffrey. I've always loved Christian McCaffrey. Um, okay, the Broncos at 20. I'm going to take Taylor Moten, uh, who was a guard, but has been a pretty valuable tackle um, and uh, something the, Bra- the Broncos could use. They ended up taking Garrett Bowles in this position, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so we went with a guard there, huh? But he plays tackle. Okay. So don't worry. 
don't worry, I'm not taking a guard. I'm taking a guy that was labeled so, a guard. So would you? So if we did this for 2018, would you take Quentin Nelson in this spot and then change him? I would. I would absolutely give uh, Quentin Nelson a chance to play tackle. Yeah, 100. percent I can't believe you wouldn't. Why would you? Yeah, not? I don't know. That's a good question. So, um, I, but I, I think taking. I mean, look, I'm not ecstatic about taking. Um, you know, a guy that was moved from guard to tackle just because of the way that sounds. But I, I'm pretty excited to take like a, a solid offensive tackle at, at 20. Like that's not a loss in my mind. Um, so I don't know a couple guys that I was uh, considering. I was I love Alvin Kamara, so I was thinking about Alvin Kamara and Mike Williams were guys that I was. Yeah, uh, Kamara's. I, I didn't realize Kamara had 81 receptions in all three seasons. Yeah. Uh, sort of interesting, uh, you know, sort of uh, Chris Davis sort of uh, um, uh, continuity there. But Actually, you know what? I want to change my pick. You're going to go Kamara? I am. Two running backs for you in the top 20. I'm going to – I want to carry that turn, torch. We're going to turn code here. I'm doing it. I've had – I've people cannot call me. I'm going to reference this now until the day I die for uh, – for uh, when people call me a running back hater. Because I'm not. I just took Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey in the same top 20. Jeez. In fairness, I mean, Alvin Kamara has been more valuable than Taylor Moten has been. So. Yep. I'm covered. Covered in uh, – I mean, he's been a top 10 running back. I think he was pretty badly hurt last year and still played. Um, so, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm at peace with it. You can make fun of me all you want, but I'm at peace with it peace with it um all right we are uh going to get to the uh pft commenter interview it's a lot of fun it was me and steve palazzolo in a house uh in miami beach in south beach um we had a lot of fun it's a lot of non-football conversation it's pretty funny and the guy's hilarious um steve does an impersonation of peter king and uh it's incredible. And PFT does his Patrick Mahomes impersonation. So it's really good. You'll want to check it out before we get there. I have a Quibi show for you. Ready? Yep. Okay. Your goal is to, um, decide whether, uh, I've made this up or if this is actually a Quibi show. You ready? Mm -hmm. All right. Amazing artist, draw drop, jaw dropping joints, blown minds. Virtuoso Tony Greenhand designs and builds eye-popping, smokable creations specifically tailored for stoner celebrity clients. Let's roll with Tony Greenhand. All <laughs> episodes streaming now. I I've learned not to not to uh, not to deny or not to doubt your ability to make those things up. So even though that was pretty amazing, uh, I'm going to say that you made it up. That is a real Quibi show. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I couldn't believe this was one. I had to read it twice. So there you go. That's your Quibi show. Um, enjoy PFT, and uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. Peace out. They're like a stingray. They, uh, they attack when you don't see them coming. You know, they're like always below the surface. Also very low pad level, the stingray. And you don't see them coming, and then they hit you on the blind side. That's kind of how... Shanahan uses the fullback like you know he's got him coming in like doing these wham blocks coming across the line 
I think what you're seeing right now is a culmination of two teams that do it right. Does that upset you, though? I mean, is that like your favorite band goes mainstream? I mean, is that is that what it feels like when yeah. the fullback becomes an, an, an athlete? Oh, you like fullbacks? What are your four favorite neck rolls of all time? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm a, I'm a fullback hipster in that way. No, I'm happy to see the position kind of, uh, kind of make a, a little bit of a comeback. You guys zig where everyone else zags, or in this case, just run straight downhill while everyone else sags. And it's good to see the, the position make a comeback. I'm very happy. I'm more than happy to spread the love. You're going to see, you're going to see in my case, I'm uh, an athlete first, offensive weapon. I was listed when I tried out for the D.C. Defenders as offensive weapon slash kicker. So I think yeah. you're going to see more of these hybrid guys like me uh, coming along and really changing. Because I've always thought you, put, you get a receiver and you put him at running back like Cordero Patterson, but maybe you just get a kicker. And you put them at running back. You really yeah. throw everyone for a loop. Like, oh, they're, they're punting on third and two. The more you can do. Well, Nick Saban tried to do that except put a kicker as a fullback. And it didn't really work out well for him. No, that was a national title no, game. Not. That was a mistake. I got to ask you this. Your week here probably looks very different from ours. What's the, like, funniest, craziest coolest thing you've done so far or, or well, going to do at some point? I got arrested last night. At, oh, uh, in last a, night at, on at, Monday? At, Casual drop. At NFL opening night. I don't know if it was actually an arrest or a detainment. This is an ongoing semantics battle. Difference? I don't know, but it sounds way cooler <laughs> to say that you got arrested. I went full Mrs. Doubtfire. I put on a full prosthetic mask. I had bosoms. I had a wig. Is that what we're calling them now? I, I, 2020? Yeah, I diaped up. I put on a few diapers. Uh, Big Cat got dressed up as an old man, and we went in. So he didn't dress up. Uh, yeah, yeah. He just yeah. <laughs> just went as himself. Right. He just he, he just exercised. He went for a five minute jog, <laughs> and then he was wheezing. He had an oxygen tank, and we were going in. I thought we were good. The <laughs> credentials that we acquired were not up to they weren't up to snuff. So I got stopped by security after we were inside for about a half hour, and uh, my wallet was in my purse. Wow. So I took my wallet out, and I was like, oh, I actually do have my ACLU card in here. And so I was like, what, what do I say? Oh, am I being detained? And so I just kept repeating, like, am I being detained? And the old lady voice, my name is Don Gruden, D-A-W-N, Don Gruden, <laughs> on my pass. And uh, they, they took me outside, and uh, one cop wanted to take me to jail. The other wanted to just say, let this person go. They're actually very respectful. I got, I got to give it to the Miami police. The because would, you were an old lady or because they just... Or uh, did they just respect yeah. the... They, they just respected a good fake credential. I don't know. The guy was saying, uh, sir, ma'am, I'm not sure what you'd like me to call you. I don't want to be disrespectful. And I was like, well, that's very nice. Now I feel bad about you know wasting your time. But I went out and they were uh, they were taking me off the premises. One person was like, take him to jail, take him to jail. And the other, the other police officer goes... He's got an ACLU card on him. And so, like, randomly, <laughs> this card that I had that I totally forgot about in my wallet may have gotten me off last night. So they just they sent me off into the night, and, uh, and I went about my way. So um, I need to what talk to Chris. Is he here? He's Chris, not. Is he sharing? So we're, a, we're trying to get Chris to come in. Okay. Uh, and the plan is right now potentially an end of the week. Okay. Uh, end of the week, right? I've got some demands. So if you could pass that really? along to Yeah, we could know. definitely... Um, we, do you yeah. want to share maybe a demand here, mm. and then we can the intellectual property? It won't. Know. It won't I transfer know. over. I, I don't. How many demands do you have? Do you have like a 
I've got Fucking several. list. I've, Ten commandments. You show up with two tablets. Here's a little media tip for you guys. It's always good whenever you sit down with somebody to just have a list of about a dozen demands and things that you need from them in that moment. And that way, the relationship gets off to a really good start. So, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Let's write that down. That's what I had. <laughs> That's what I had right here. So yeah. now, what other demands do we have here? <laughs> I have a question yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, what's the evergreen commenting community? Like, what's the area of commenting that hasn't been discovered yet? That you're Ooh. secretly on, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, YouTube's never going to go away. Are you talking about the internet comments in general? Anywhere. If you told me, like, posting post-it notes to people's certain, lockers. Yeah. Is there a certain <laughs> sport that's untapped? Or Ooh, certain, like, like an- analog commenting. Like, <laughs> yes. graffiti is the original. <laughs> that, yeah, just highways. Is are, that going to come back? That's the original super highways. It's just cyclical, like the fullback, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think graffiti should make a comeback. Uh, what comment sections am I reading? The sad thing is the comment section is kind of becoming an endangered species. More and more websites are getting rid of them. I don't know if you guys have them at Pro Football Focus. We got rid of them. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm sure they're... We, we, social, we have them on YouTube, everybody. though. And yeah. the YouTube ones, I agree with you. So they're like levels of hell. Like mm-hmm. the lowest level, in my opinion, is YouTube. Because if you're really on there commenting on a YouTube video... I just like I can't I can't. And this will end up on YouTube, it. so comment yeah. below. Comment, subscribe. I'm at. You know what I'm going to start doing? You guys gave me a good idea. I'm going to start commenting on pornography websites. <laughs> on I'm going to write full blogs on like <laughs> on the untapped market on the YouPorn comment section. Which why do why do porn sites even have comment sections? I didn't what's, know they did. What's the cons- oh, yeah, oh yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I'll, check, <laughs> I'll have to double check and make sure. That you think they have a comment limit, like a number of characters? We're going to find out. I'm going to start. <laughs> Blogging ex- exclusively on Pornhub. <laughs> can be Look at that spurring like <laughs> next career moments here. PFT, that's I, great. I've I've actually thought about just uploading like the best blocks of the year onto a porn website and just seeing like <laughs> seeing if they flag it as inappropriate content. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. I wonder what you'd have to do. So to his get mind's already going that way. That's good. Inappropriate. I was legitimately curious. I thought he was going to say like rugby or something. Uh, I mean, yeah. rugby is the next big sport in America. I'm still convinced of that. More than, more than lacrosse. More than lacrosse. Sam on here. Sam's more our resident Irishman who loves rugby and all that stuff. So that's his, that's his thing. Yeah, it's, it's a fun sport. The U.S. has a long way to go in terms of being competitive in the full side, the 15 side game, uh, full rugby union. But we are pretty good at sevens, and that's kind of a more fun sport to watch. You know, Seven-minute halves, the games are over fast. There's a lot of scoring. And we've got, I think, so we used to basically just build our entire team around former uh like football players and teach them rugby. Now we've actually got players that grew up in the United States playing rugby their whole life. In addition to like two really, really world-class speedsters that did play football. The, there's a, um, a winger uh, named Carlin Isles. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he ran something like a four one seven forty. Really? When he was in college, he was a kick returner and he was on the, on the Lions practice squad for a little bit, but he's a small guy. He's yeah, like five, eight, one sixty, one fifty five. Um, but he's the fastest person I've ever seen on any field. doesn't matter what sport it is. I watched him play in Hong Kong, and he was so fast, he made me cry. He was faster than, like, I was also on MDMA at the time. But he was, <laughs> I was going to say, how's that he was, uh, he was running, like, he was on the field with other world-class sprinters, and he was making them look like they were second graders. And I started laughing so hard that I started crying because a man was fast. Also because of the... I don't know. We, that's unconfirmed. I, have you heard of microdosing? This is really off topic. No. I have. I've been trying to figure out who... So the idea of microdosing, 
is that you take a little bit of MDMA and it helps your creativity. MDMA, yeah, uh, psilocybin sometimes. Yep. And the, the idea is that people in Silicon Valley, like big you know, executives are taking it. Mm-hmm. And I really want to find out who has, who's done it, so I can look at their products and be like, yeah, does this work? This was the result of, yeah. of your... I want to know so I can short those companies. <laughs> right, well, because yeah. it, seems, it seems to me like just an excuse to... Well, it could be one of two things. Either it's just an excuse to take drugs while you work, or it's just rich people being super bored and so like insanely just they don't have anything else going on to, in in their lives so they just try to you know find ways to to mess with their own brains all the time what if you did it what if you did it for like football play calling and scheme what if secretly Kyle Shanahan's just been they already do that they already like I'm just not going to sleep ever because I'm a football coach. That's oh, that's what right. I do. Have you, that's so they, why Arians doesn't call plays. He gets a good night's sleep. They bring that's, in, why he can't, that's why he screws it up. They bring in those uh, saltwater tubs. Yeah, the, the, the chambers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw one of those one time. They say that if you sleep one hour in that thing, it's like getting three hours And you fall asleep sleep. immediately. Yeah, it sounds like junk science, but I love junk science. And so I really want to try it. It feels like the next thing you need to try out here. Yeah, so I, I went to this place in New York. Um, class pass messed up, and they gave me like a, a bunch of points because... <laughs> What's class pass? It's this thing where you can try all these different workout things, like different Oh, I have heard stuff. of this, yeah. Uh, so they messed up, and they, they thought I was an influencer in the fitness community for some reason. <laughs> Which, thank you, ClassPass. I, I actually really do enjoy the product, but uh, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely not the standard, like, fitness model. Uh, so they gave me all these points, and I'm just using all my points to go to, like, massages and, <laughs> and uh, this, like, restorative sleep place, which has one of those has chambers one of those in it. I haven't gotten in it, but I did the infrared sauna, which was lovely. Uh, they also they have an altitude chamber, which I want to try, which is you just sit in this thing that looks like a flight simulator, and then they get you up to the equivalent of, like, 10,000 feet above sea level, <laughs> bring you down to 8,000, then up to 15,000, then down again, and I guess it makes your blood operate at a more efficient level. Again, yeah. we all I, need this. We I, all need, this. I yeah. need to experience this. So that I think the sleep deprivation one is going to be the next one on my list, and then the altitude chamber. Uh, still have a lot of points to burn. So I got a lot of. It's tough to get rid of all these points when you work out as uh, infrequently as I do. <laughs> did you ever go to any of the classes? Uh, yeah, I did. I went to a bar class one time, uh, which is like a ballet-inspired like ballet, right? thing. Yeah. It was not a bad workout. I was trying to work on my uh, on my calves and my my leg flexibility. How's that working for before you? the tryout? Actually, not bad. Like my leg is. Um, my, my groin is no longer pulled after my tryout, That's so good. it took yeah. me about like a week and a half to finally uh, feel normal again. I, I went to this one, um, <laughs> it was like a CrossFit type place, so I was, I was feeling pretty good about going there, knowing that it would be probably evenly distributed, like male, female. I went in, I was the only guy there, <laughs> and they said on their website, like, we've got showers and stuff for uh, people to use after class, and I was on my way to work afterwards, so I was like, I'm good, because I'm going to need to shower, and then... After the class was over, they're just like, okay, here's the shower. And there was just like one shower in one <laughs> locker room, and I had to share a locker room with like the ladies. And I was like, you know what? This, I can't, this is a bit aggressive. I asked the class, I was like, can I just get my stuff out and leave and let you guys go do your thing? They were happy to, to get me out of there. <laughs> Let's try this out. So, you know Peter King, right? Yeah. Okay. I do. So, I'd like you to, to meet Peter King here. Okay. Uh, Peter King is really, really wants to get a Pat Mahomes interview, but Pat Mahomes has kind of been standing him up. Okay. Um, so I'm going to just kind of sit back and, and relax. And Peter, I'm going to let you talk okay. to, to Patrick. So, oh, Patrick. Okay. so Pat, 
I'm, I'm watching Thursday. That's night a really good Peter King impression. Football. Hang on. All right. And it's a classic quarterback sneak. And there you are laying on the turf your entire career in front of you. I, I got to know. I just got to know what you're thinking at that time as you're laying there with this knee injury. And nobody knows how long you're going to be out. And I'm three IPAs deep trying to write my column. And I'm calling around the league just trying to figure out how long are we going to be without the great Pat Mahomes. And I just got to know what is going through your head at that time. I was thinking, gee whiz, that hurt like the dickens. I was, my knee was smarting and all. I didn't know which way my ankle was pointing at the time. Uh, fortunately, Andy Reid came over. He said, your daddy played baseball, Patrick. And he should have learned you to slide a little bit better than that. And I said, that's fair, coach. That's, you're a fair man. Uh, please phrase all your remaining questions to me in the form of a haiku, please. <laughs> I don't have my haikus ready just yet. It's three to four more IPAs before those really start flowing. But, Pat, I just it's just been an honor to watch you in your first two years. I, I remember Marino when he came in, and, you know, nobody expected what he did. And it's this is like when Marino came in, and here's Pat Mahomes, and it's, it's just full circle. Thank you. Hopefully I win a couple more rings in the old Thunder Dan. Uh, we're going to certainly work hard on that this weekend. Uh, let me know if everything's satisfactory in your hotel this weekend. By the way, I'm a big fan of the Starwood Preferred Travel Notes of the Week. There we go. That was, that was, <laughs> he was pretty good. That was, that's a great – I was intimidated because of how good the Peter King impression is. Like, like the that only is one spot I, on. It's all I could do. So he was really nervous about it. He's like, I'm not sure I can pull it off. I was like, dude, no, that's, it's that's so good. good. I feel we like I'm on the pod. Yeah. Peter. yeah, Peter is uh, – <coughs> he's got a very distinctive way of speaking about himself and the league, and I think he nailed it. That was perfect. Uh, there's something serious I want to bring up about uh, this negotiation that I'm about to enter in with Chris. Maybe I can get your help with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's I, talk about I want it. to enter into some sort of licensing agreement with you guys uh, for my next-gen stat of fullback assists. Which I've been tracking. Hmm. Is it possible? Just you guys knowing your company as you do. Is there? Do you think there'd be any interest in investing in my brain for that stat? It's proprietary, so you guys can't use it without my permission. I think we could work something out. I think we can do it. Can you run the math on that? Can you? Uh, what, what I need is throw a, an algorithm on that thing. What we need is a proof of concept. Well, we we a have demonstration. one demonstration. We have one. I tracked them all this year. Okay. Do you have uh, a PowerPoint that you can show us? I don't know what that we is. Believe in, we believe in PowerPoint. Okay. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can. Do you have a graph? I got, Just any graph. I'll you get, have some graffiti that breaks this down. Or I'll anything. get my intern, Billy Football, to, uh, to put together a PowerPoint about that. He's, he's can you pretty explain good. A so, napkin, yeah, anything. A fullback assist is anytime there's a rushing touchdown from five yards in or closer and there is a, full, a fullback as a lead blocker on the play. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the running back obviously gets credit for the touchdown. The fullback gets an assist. Yeah. Doesn't re- we haven't tracked, you know, whether or not he actually executes a block on the play, but as long as he's lined up in a lead blocking position and the running back scores a That's touchdown. That's what we do. What I mean, if we know. combine the two? Yeah. So PFF grades the block, obviously. Okay. So we could know if it was a successful block, and then we could take that inside the five 
annotation, you know, delineation. Okay. You can take assist to the next level. You can, like, everybody gets an assist, but if you actually make a good block, it's like an assist plus. It's something I like next that assist. Yeah, yeah, like hat on, what's your hat on a hat percentage? Yes. Hat on a hat that Inside engage, the five, hat on a hat five. percentage. I like I, that. I like that a lot, too. Because, there, like, I do it kind of as, as a joke, but also, like, there's something to the fact that fullbacks don't really get credit sometimes for making those blocks, and they're the ones that, you know, if you look at, uh, it was the, it was the, Oakland Chicago game in London this year. Alec Ingold he dove over the goal line mm-hmm. like you would see a tailback do stretching the ball out, but he dove over the goal line to block two guys, two linebackers that were uh, behind the line. Takes them out of the way. Then Jacobs dives over the top and he scores a touchdown. It's like, well, Alec should probably get some sort of credit. Did you for give it. him two assists for that, or can you only max out at one? And see, that's a, there are some some flaws in the system that we're working. This is so, why we need to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah. We well, had he only got one. If you so we give grades on a level of like from negative two to positive two but in point fives okay so if you a great block like that might get a plus one or a plus 1.5 and we could scale the hat on hat assist number mm-hmm. based big, on that big time assist yeah big, big time, time assist i like that btas big time hat on hat i like that i like that a lot there's there's yeah so this is there's definitely some opportunity for some synergy here have your people Reach out to our people, and we'll. I think uh, we'll we just need to try and make this happen. We okay. need to try and get Chris in a room. Um, I got one last question for you guys. I, I, I got to yeah. duck out real quick and do our radio show here. But are you doing anything with XFL? Are you tracking? We are. We're okay. grading every single player. All right. Can so. you do me a favor? Can you just like downgrade the shit out of every single kicker? Yeah. And so that around the league, people are like, wow, we've got a kicking problem. I wonder if there's anybody that we can call that can be a step up. The funny thing. So are you going to keep training? Oh, kicker grades might be tough to downgrade. You know, made field goals. Well, no, they're you could find a way. They're good makes and they're bad makes. That's true. We do differentiate. Do you? Do you actually? Kind of. I mean, it depends on how far it is. There's there's a difference between right down the middle. We do. We do actually track. Is it down the middle? Is it inside right, inside left, and all that nonsense? Okay. Um, yeah, listen. So we can doctor things up a little okay, bit. Okay, I like it. Yeah, just downgrade everybody. Sure, he made all his field goals, but, like, barely. Yeah, know? but he didn't look good doing good. them. Yeah. We should also write a few articles about the we'll potential for, like, the offensive weapon kicker. That's true. Yeah. Like, so we can definitely put him on the field. Best available free agents and stuff like that. Best available. Yeah, I would love to be on that list. And I've got a secret weapon, the onside kick. Uh, my, my onside kick is... I, it's better than Young Way Cruz. I'll put it that really? way. Really? Yeah, and he's and he's the best in the business. It's right totally now. different from how he does it. There's no kicker that does it like I do. I am actually training. I'm going to keep training for it. Okay. That, so that's what the class it. passes for. That's what the class <laughs> passes for. Just get my my right leg to be extremely flexible. My goal is by the end of February to be back hitting 51 yarders. So if I can get back to that distance, I feel like I should get a call at some point, right? I would think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll especially see. if we, you know, if we're your hype machine. Exactly. Well. Yeah. So there we go. We'll work together. We've got a lot of business opportunities here. I was not expecting that. Yeah. There's no money changing hands, but a lot of business opportunities. That's, we'll have, that's we'll what have real businesses, yeah. anyways. We'll, right? we'll, we'll like let the marketing. About, we'll let the boys in the back figure out. That's how to what make the money Super Bowl is all about <laughs> this whole week. Uh, that was it's awesome. Man. That was good. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Cool. Appreciate it. Yeah.